Alex. Guckste, hörste, klickste. Mittwoch, 20 Uhr. Hello, dear listeners, and welcome to Burlesque on Air. You just tuned in to the worldwide first burlesque radio show. So welcome to the host, Lada Redstar. Dear listeners of Burlesque on Air, Lada Redstar and Suzanne are back for this new episode of Burlesque on Air. Like every month, we are going to interview an amazing burlesque legend. She's called Bambi Jones. I mean, I cannot even express you how excited I am. But we have to announce you a very special thing, which is finally our podcast is online. So find it on TuneIn and on iTunes store search for burlesque on air and subscribe i hope you are as excited as we are because this is finally a way for you not to miss any episode and even if you did miss it, it's gonna be downloaded on your iphone or uh, media device uh, automatically so you can listen to it anytime anywhere this is a very exciting news isn't it suzanne it's extremely exciting and as well listeners can follow us on facebook There you can get all the news from us immediately on www.facebook.com slash And additionally, we have a webpage www.burlesqueonair.com where you can find the links to our podcast, SoundCloud, videos and much more. So thank you, Suzanne, for all these informations. My dear listeners, I am very excited today because we are going to have such a super, super special guest in this episode. I am extremely excited to have Bambi Jones. Oh my God, one of my favorite burlesque legends here in this episode. But of course, we cannot forget my favorite, my most favorite of all burlesque legend, Satan's Angel, and she is going to be the one who is going to introduce you, dear listeners, Bambi Jones. Satan's Angel, welcome back to Burlesque on Eras every month. Oh, this is fabulous. I can't believe we actually got Bambi Jones. Oh my I God, she was hard to reach. <laughs> she is so, so fabulous. I want to tell you, this woman is a rock star of burlesque. They always tease me and say, I am, uh-uh. My stories could fill a thimble compared to what her stories. <laughs> She'd have to write five books just to do her life. <gasps> I was eight years old when she was bumping and grinding. <laughs> you know? So the stories that this woman could tell about the great stars in the business who literally stalked her just wouldn't leave her alone because she had that elegant beauty what i think for me is gorgeous is that lily st Cyr look yeah and she was always real tan with a short platinum white hair and oh my god she was just stunning <laughs> and she would date all these men whether they were mob bosses or political men and they fell so in love with her they wouldn't leave her alone 
I mean, I couldn't leave alone Bambi Jones even today. I mean, she's such a hottie. She's such a firecracker. She's crazy. I know. You know, you get people doing so and so. They're doing something in their act. Well, you can go right on video and see her doing it uh, in her thirties, uh, uh, fifteen, no, seventeen years ago. Right at the goat farm, the old Miss Exotic world. Yeah. Uh, she, yeah. She's wild, really wild, classy, beautiful. There's never been really a moment's peace with this woman, you know? Uh, she's just been constantly uh, working. Her and I, uh, well, we, we all worked through a lot of different booking agents, but one of our favorites was Paul Jordan out of Boston, Mass., yeah. which we called the Combat Zone. Because there was clubs left and right, next door, next door, next door. I mean, there was, they were everywhere. And her and I worked together. And went this one club, was it the two o'clock or the five o'clock? I can't remember. Um, he was hired 25 featured girls. If you were making 2000 or 3000 he didn't care. He wanted all stars. And his stage had to be 50 feet long. Huh. It was just humongous. You know, we would all parade, walk around. We were like models, you know, <laughs> walking the runway, you know, passing another famous exotic dancer. You know, it was wild. But anyway, when he passed away, the newspaper there, I forgot what the name of the paper was, in Boston, Massachusetts, got a hold of Bambi Jones and myself and did a huge one-page spread in the newspaper about Paul Jordan, Bambi Jones, and myself. Mm -hmm. And uh, I have met her several times, but she she is a true queen. She's like a, a tempest storm, you know? Yes. Um, a a blaze star. She's the best, and talented, and she smart. A good businesswoman. She's the best. She's talented. She's smart. And she's as well a sweetheart. And she's an amazing woman with a capital W. And getting her to do this, because she is a private person. Yeah. Was a real miracle, you know? Yeah. And I'm, it's only because of your fabulous reputation, Laura. <laughs> because you are known as a very honest and true and a compassionate and devoted person to burlesque. Aww. And you just, you know how to bring that something out of somebody, but yet you know how to keep the secrets. But you know, the funny you know, thing is that... We don't want to tell everything. Well, but then with me, you do. <laughs> But you know the funny well, thing is that is that actually with uh, many of you legends I don't even talk that much you talk and you I just let you talk and if I and I mean we could go on for hours and hours that's what's well, amazing I know you and I can that's for damn sure Yeah <laughs> <laughs> Trust me when this is a very very rare rare treat to get Bambi Jones Yeah she doesn't come out much She's great. You know, she, and it's not that she's not beautiful or anything. I mean, she's still a hot mama for her age. Yes. She's 85. She's yeah. 85 and she looks and, great. You know, Michelle, uh, Michelle Amore does that uh, butt toven, you know? Yes. 
soak and she, are you kidding me? She, she, uh, Bambi does it too. You know what I mean? She's still got good. She's got a mighty fine derriere for oh. a woman of her age. She's in good shape. Great tatas, beautiful smile, her own natural hair. Oh, yeah, baby. Satan's yeah. angel. I need, I need, I need to calm you down a little bit. You need to calm down a little bit because now it's time for me to interview her, to interview Bambi Jones. So I need to say goodbye oh. to you. Oh, my God. And well, everybody enjoy because uh, this is a rare treat, honestly. So I let you alone with yourself and your memories of the hottie Bambi Jones and I'm off interviewing her. Goodbye. Don't be too naughty while thinking of Bambi. And it's time now to interview Bambi Jones, but before that, a little song that she has selected for us, The Stripper. Listeners of Burlesque on Air, and the moment has come. I am so excited. We have on our little tiny radio show a real huge superstar. She is one of my favorite burlesque performers of all times. Welcome to Burlesque on Air, Bambi Jones. Thank you. Oh, you're just too nice. You're uh, too nice. <laughs> I'm not. It's it's true. It's true. Look, I saw you performing in 2012 at the Burlesque Hall of Fame. I felt totally in love with you. And then, of course, I discovered your world. I discovered some of your interviews. I have discovered your book as well. My journey burlesque the way it was. Tell us about it. Well, how, why I, I wrote the book is because my grandkids, my grandbabies, I didn't want them to think that I was an old, you know, stick in the mud, the old lady sitting in a, in a rocking chair and sewing. And, and, but what they didn't know is I was sewing G-strings and, <laughs> and pasties and stuff. And one day, my grandson, who is now 22, saw my book. 
And he said, oh, Grandma, you're cool. But he saw it at a very early age. And so what he did is he used burlesque as his thesis for school, and he was getting A's. And I thought, wow, this is great, you know, because burlesque, uh, although it's it's about comedy, it took a, such a, a sexual turn, you know, the evolution with the, the gentlemen's clubs and the and the polls and 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 so it became it was so different so i started doing a uh, a presentation on the history of burlesque that i did in in senior centers and some colleges because people are not aware of you know the the original burlesque i mean it's evolved so much to fast and fast fast and and so like now it's again it's it's resurging a whole new life and all you newbies the, the young people i mean we hand the torch to you guys and i'm so proud of all of you i went to see uh, rita von Tees, wow and she she's amazing you know and she's such a sweet lady and uh it, it, i thought well this is burlesque you know it's it's well when i did my presentation i would open with uh uh, the fact that I was in burlesque in the theaters back in the day when poles were for firemen. <laughs> <laughs> and, and when you did an act in a chair, there wasn't somebody sitting in it at the time. <laughs> <laughs> Just to give them a... a but, but when I discovered burlesque, and I it's in the book, I was in a chorus line, and it was very difficult. It was... Uh, a lady from uh, that was an ex-Rockette in New York. The Rockettes were the top dancers. <laughs> and I learned from her. And these people used to come into clubs spending a lot of money, really, and make up, and they looked like show people. And I asked who they were, and they said, well, that's the burlesque group from in town. And I'd never seen a burlesque show. <laughs> and I was 17 at the time. So I said, well, I'm going to go see. And I went to see, and the first stripper I ever saw was Rose LaRose. And I said, oh, my God. Her her finale, she came out, and she was on stage. She flashed. Ah! And and it it just blew my mind. And I went back to the club to work that night, and I told the girls, I said, she was buck naked. I said, did you hear me? She was there running naked. And they said, well, how much do you earn a night? I said, $7, doing three shows a night, four production <laughs> numbers a show. And they said, well, what would you say if we told you that she earns anywhere from 5000 a week and up? I said, oh, my God. I said, well, the bitch doesn't even dance. Because <laughs> she did all parade, you know, and cutesy. And that's when I thought, okay, burlesque. And I, I went to Chicago, so I went to circuses, nightclubs. My first burlesque theater was in uh, uh, Chicago. I saw this ad. It said, be a booster for Milton Schuster. And he was an agent, and I called him. I said, I'm coming. <laughs> he said, You're, we're, we're ready for you. And I booked and worked in a place called the Gem Follies Theater in of Chicago, Illinois. So that was in 1949, right, that you started burlesque? Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Yes, it was 1949. I was in the chorus, and I saw my first burlesque show, and I went to uh, Chicago. 
<laughs> and I worked for Milton Schuster. And guess what? That's the, the theater where Tura Satana taught Elvis Presley all of his moves. What? Elvis Presley, yes. <laughs> yes. He went to her because he loved the way strippers could hold the attention of people. And this was way back. So next time you watch uh, 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 Elvis, you'll see a lot of tours of work. I mean, this, you see, this is why burlesque is, this is really why burlesque is part of the history of America and of the world much, much more than what we even think, because who would have known that burlesque is part of the biggest rock and roll star of the history of music, in a way? Oh, oh, but another thing, you know, I lived in Greenwich, Connecticut. My daughter was married to a celebrity. My daughter was married to Montel Williams. And so I was living in a beautiful mansion in, in backcountry Greenwich, Connecticut, with the home of the hedge funds, the old money. And I did a presentation at the senior center there. Those ladies that were there all retired. And, and when I, I did the history, I said, okay. I said, did you know that the first burlesque show in this country was brought over here by um, the, the, the great uh, circus entrepreneur. Uh, uh, saw a show on Broadway in, in 18-something, and it was very suggestive, but very lucrative. Hmm. So it, it was it had to do with, uh, it was called uh, the Black Crook, and it had to do with ballerinas. And because they showed legs, this was considered suggestive. Uh, <laughs> so the first burlesque show came from across the pond to yes. here, and, and uh, it, it was P.S. Barnum. He 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 booked Lydia Thompson <laughs> and her and her British blondes. Yes, they took over the, the the theater world like you wouldn't believe. Burlesque was all about comedy. The, yes, the comics were the stars. And the women that used to do the little numbers, the little intermission numbers, were just intermission acts. And and uh, the first lady that started that started the tease, the the burlesque, the stripping, was a lady named Hinda Wasu that I worked with. She was a lady that used to do the intermission act between the comics, and one and so she. To save time, she uh, layer dressed. She, you know, put the costume on yeah. her, her third. Okay, so when she was getting ready to, she had little, very little time, and she was trying to get out of her costume for the next number, and she had a malfunction. <laughs> and so she was trying to get the clothes off, and, and the audience started thinking it was a tease, a take it off, take it. And it was thunderous, the applause and this yelling. And Minsky was in his office, and he said he heard this. He said, what is that? And they said, that was a, a mistake. And Minsky <laughs> said, well, keep it in. So they kept it in the show. And this is where the stripping began. And, and Gypsy Rose Lee was the first person, the first female to do comedy. Her routine was comedic. When she was taking her clothes off, she was doing jokes and, and comedic. And she is the number one, when you think of burlesque, yes. you think of gypsy. 
And, you know, I spoke at her 100th birthday. The library, and, and my friend Dixie Evans was in Seattle where, where uh, Gypsy was born. Mm-hmm. And so the night of, I, I raised the glass, you know, and I said, okay, I'm, here's a salute. I said, for, uh, we called ourselves, I said, to you, Gypsy, up there on the big stage in the sky, I said, here's to the traveling, the sisterhood of the traveling G-string. <laughs> <laughs> And, and I got a standing ovation. Yes, and so, the sisterhood yeah. of the traveling G-string is still yeah. well and alive. The sisterhood of the traveling G-string, keeping burlesque alive is, is what it's about. <laughs> and, 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 and burlesque is the only thing that, I mean, the things that I've done, the places that I've been, it's just amazing. So you see, at 85... I'm still out there kicking ass. Or, I'm sorry, kicking buttocks. Ah! <laughs> burlesque was never dirty. You never swore on stage. Burlesque was clean and it was comedic. Exactly. And, and to this day, I'm still out there and I've, oh my God, I've been... So a, let's a make a little bit. So for how many years have you been performing now? Because you still didn't stop. You're, I mean, can we say it again? You're... How old are you? I'm 85. Oh, my God. He's young. I have seen you perform at the Burlesque Hall of Fame in 2012, where you cracked jokes about your age. And one of the funny ones were, getting old is like smoking dope. You feel good, but you forget what you're doing. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, we just, uh, uh, Vegas just legalized pot. So I I do a little thing in my, in my, uh, in my show. If I forget a line, I say, excuse me. (laughs) (laughs) And the other one that was really funny is, I'm not going to tell you how old I am, but let me tell you one thing. Yesterday I was in an antique store and three people tried to buy me. (laughs) I remember that one too. Oh my God, you were so funny that night. Oh my God, I was crying from laughter. Well, well, that's what burlesque is. (laughs) That's what burlesque is. So tell us then, tell us a little bit in a few words, what is burlesque for you? Oh, well, it kept me off the welfare. (laughs) (laughs) It kept me off the streets. Uh, But uh, strange, but when I was there, that's when I quit. I wouldn't even take a drink because I didn't want to forget my routines. And when you went into a club, you, you were given the orders, you know, how far you could go, what you, you know, no touching yourself. In the very beginning, you couldn't even touch your body, your own body. And you had to be covered. You had to have a strip up the back. And, oh, I also worked with Carrie Fennell, who was the lady that invented the pasties. What? Tell us yes. more about it. Okay, well, I worked with her uh, years later. But but she uh, she used to get arrested a lot for her showing her areolas. Oh, and so she came up with the idea how to uh, for the pasties to cover the areolas, and so that kept a lot of people from getting arrested. But then but then our girls, you know, the, the, they found a way to make the um, to wear pink pasties, mm-hmm. and so it looked like your areola. And so they were still getting, you know, saying it's too suggestive. The law was saying it's too suggestive. And that's where they came up with the tassels. Because <laughs> it showed that they had something on the areola to, you know. 
I I know. So I, I oh my God. But, but I mean, but see what burlesque started. It all started with burlesque. That's why I, I do everything to keep it alive. But anyhow, and, and, no, Bambi, no, no, no. Let's talk about all these men right now. I want to uh, know it all. Look, uh, well, <laughs> I want to know, you know all of your love adventure. How did they accepted your uh, your profession, and how did it all go? What was your oh, first I, little flame, and how did you feel the first time you felt in love, and then the first, and the second, and the third <laughs> husband? <laughs> Oh, you, know, you really want to go there? Huh? I want to go there, yes. It's just the two of us. It's a little talk between two women. The men that went in and out my doors. <laughs> How many men knocked on your doors? Uh, let me count them. Well, you know, I'm not gonna, they, know who, they know who they are. The ones, anyone that's left here. <laughs> But, you know, the... the uh, Oh, my first and, and third husband were good friends. Mm -hmm. Eventually, they were good friends. My first one was a burlesque, uh, he was a, a, a comic, a stand, an MC. Mm -hmm. And he worked with almost everybody. He worked the Palomino Club here, where he worked with most of the girls that are, you know, the legends and the girls that are appearing now, like Dusty, Summers. Yes. And, uh, uh, But all the girls that worked the Palomino, I knew through uh, uh, Artie Brooks was his name. And April March and I have a thing go a, a funny funny thing about Artie Brooks. But anyhow, um, yeah, the men. No, don't get me started on that because now I I, I I gave up smoking years ago and all of a sudden I want to light up. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean burlesque is really related to sexuality and sex and the way that a woman wants to express her sexuality that's why I'm always really curious about discovery and as well sort of in a way you know the sex life of the legends that I interview because I mean there's like a really really strong connection between uh, their performances on stage and of course how sexually wild they are and uh, I'm pretty much sure that you're quite a little bit of a wilder lady <laughs> yeah well if you think about it you know all day you're if you're rehearsing or you're thinking about routines it's all sex exactly it's all sex and so that uh, you know it, it <laughs> it's, it's good It's true, and you, and you do also, even when you perform, you do sort of get aroused in a way. I mean, it is extremely sexual, and as well, the love that the audience gives you back, it is sort of almost like a sexual intercourse. <laughs> That's what it is, but you got to just pull back before you, <laughs> before you reach that, before you reach that. But, oh, you know, well, let's say sex toys, we could mention that. Yes. Many years ago, when I was working this club in Cincinnati, Ohio, and I went into this pharmacy, and this, and I saw this thing to stimulate your your hair, your roots, and the, and I thought, wow, that looks interesting. <laughs> Never ever knowing about vibrators or anything. <laughs> and then when I got home, and I used that on my scalp, and I said, oh wow, you know maybe, and sure enough. <laughs> They had the little different attachments on it. And so, you know, I'm like 18 years old, and I said, oh, wow, this is great. <laughs> you started where I, I didn't even want to go to work. 
I can't do that anymore. I can't do that anymore because it's just taking, you know, all of my my vitality and and my desire, and it was affecting my work. <laughs> so you see, too much of a good thing is not good. Well, except too much of Bambi Jones, that's always good. Uh, thank you. Thank you. But then, but again, never too uh, old to learn. You know, when they say you can't teach an old dog. I was But, talking to a young woman one day mm -hmm. who has a, a, a daughter, and she'd say to me, uh, she said, oh, I could tell what kind of a night my daughter had. Uh, I said, well, what are you talking about? She says, well, the teddy bear. <laughs> I said, well, what do you mean? She says, well, she says, didn't you with your teddy bear? I said, I don't even know what you're talking about. She says, oh, yeah, the teddy bear. She's, and then she started telling me when she was in high school, She said when she, they, they knew her, she was like the ice queen. She said that when she would, she would satisfy herself with her teddy bear or whatever, <laughs> so that when the, when the gentleman, the young man came to take her to the dance, she wouldn't let him get to first base with her, which made her very popular. But I said, you did that? And, and we never talked about that sexually uh, pleasing yourself because you know it could be a good thing it could be a bad thing so but today they got all these toys and you name it double single <laughs> whatever but it's funny that you girls back in the days the burlesque performers i mean you were being so sexual on stage but you were so innocent i mean you had almost no clue about many things so it's uh, it's very interesting about you, how you were having such an open and free and wild interpretation of sexuality without really knowing things <laughs> exactly but then when, she, when I got a hold of that little uh, electrical toy <laughs> it was, yeah it was like a little a little vibrator but <laughs> it had the different little connections now don't forget this is back in what uh, 1950 51 <laughs> So, yeah, but then it, it got to be, oh, my God, just a little too much. Because ah. you, know, you, you could be overly satisfied. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's so funny. But, 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 but talk about, like, burlesque with the, uh, with the uh, evolution. I was booked in a theater in, in Miami Beach, the 23rd. I think it was 23rd Art Street Theater. Mm -hmm. And I come out to do my show, and my friend Peggy Lloyd was the MC, the mistress of ceremonies. Mm -hmm. and, and first part of my number, I noticed people were, were getting up and leaving. The men were getting up and leaving. But then they were coming back. I said, so I said to my friend after the show, I said, what the hell was that about? I said, I, I got scared. I thought they were walking out of me. She says, no. She says, what happens now, because evolution... She says, they wait and see if they like you, and if they do, then they go to the men's room and they invest in a condom, <laughs> and they put the condom on and come back and see the show, oh. but they don't want to mess themselves up. I said, oh, wow, the theater, we came a long way, baby, uh. and this was at 23rd Art Street, Art, A-R-T. <laughs> oh, my God. I know. Some of the things, that it's unbelievable. 
It's unbelievable. And I'm so happy that we are recording all this because, I mean, all these stories are just going to, you know, disappear if we don't talk about them now. But so tell yeah. us a little bit more about funny things that happened to you uh, on stage or in the backstages. Oh, well, one time I had, I was working a club in, in Tampa, Florida, and this old man was sitting there and he, he was, he was masturbating. <laughs> and I thought, oh, what is this? And I, then I finally come over and I said, well, I hope, sir, I hope you stop and applaud for me when I'm done, at least. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it, 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 it's funny, funny at this theater. One time the police came and they were going through the dressing rooms and I said to my friend Peggy, I said, well, what's going on? She says, some idiot is up on the roof peeking into the dressing room. <laughs> she says, now, he could pay and come in and see everything, but I guess they'd rather go up and take it. I don't know. I didn't understand what it was. So I said to her, I said, well, what, what husband do you think it is of yours or mine <laughs> that would climb up on the roof? How stupid is that? How stupid. How crazy man would be just to try to get a little glimpse of naked Bambi Jones. Oh, yeah. Well, and we had a, a, this other lady was on the show, See Little Linda. Mm -hmm. She was cute. Yeah, I think uh, um, Gina Bonbon knows uh -huh. who that is. Uh -huh. Gina's my good friend, too. Uh, we worked together many years ago in Buffalo, New York at a club, and she... Uh, She, she remembered me so many years later because I was doing a pregnant bride number. Uh-huh. And I was singing, uh, get me to the church on time. <laughs> Bambi, oh my God, I can't do this. I'm, cry yeah. I'm crying from laughter. Your story is just amazing. Yeah. I, oh my God. I like to say, that's burlesque. It's, it's the greatest. Yeah. And you know, with, with the burlesque, you can appear anywhere. It's like... Somebody, this woman asked me, her husband, who was turning 40, wanted me to do the show. I said, I can't do something like that. And then she started looking at me kind of funny, like, you know, who do you think you are, blah, blah, blah. So I thought one night, I said, no, 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 you know what? I'm going to do it. So I did my number uh, at a party at her house. And what I did is I had her do the things I was doing things and then I say here you do this now and this is how you tempt him with this and so after the show she says I want to manage you you know because I could uh, because burlesque gives you the experience to handle any situation <laughs> any situation you could appear anywhere I never go anywhere unless I wear like my uh, well say like a scarf but with the, 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 the knots on the end. Yeah. So that I could, like if they announce you, I stand up and I twirl them like tassels. <laughs> you know? Or I, I, I wear something that I could stand and take a bow like a burlesque person. <laughs> you know, always, always ready prepared. for the final moment of applause. Always, well, you know, even now I go to my gynecologist oh. and she... Uh, and I go to her because I, I had the, the, the pessary put in. I didn't want to get that, that mesh, that implant thing that's dangerous. So when, but when I go to her office, I said, wait, I'll get my, Medicaid car, my Medicare card. And, and my, and my uh, uh, insurance, my medical information. And in my purse, I always carry like a, 
a, a pregnancy test. <laughs> 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 and this thing that advertises a uh, Astroglide, yeah. you know, a package of condoms, and she <laughs> dies. She says, "Where?" She says, "Wherever you're appearing next." She says, "I'm going. My whole staff is going to see you." <laughs> so you know, but that's burlesque. It you, you, you're prepared for every situation. Absolutely. You know. Yeah. It's and like the. Uh, it's a boot ahead. camp for life. Yeah, it it just it's oh I'm so happy that I I you know one time somebody asked me would you do it all again I said no and that was a lie. But why at that moment you felt the urge to say no? I, I you know because burlesque is is like like a lot of people would never claim that they were in burlesque because it they think it's like uh, the poles and the gentlemen's clubs and you know they don't know the history they don't know. Uh, the the true burlesque, yeah, because mostly young people are with the burlesque thing now, and they came on the scene with the uh, the different you know different knowledge, yeah, you know, because 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 burlesque way back in the day when it was starting out was like the poor man's musical comedy, mm -hmm. you know, so that's all changed. So you've been hiding it for quite a long time, right? And then at what moment did you sort of got back to burlesque and just opened your life to everyone and wrote the book and went around for interviews and things? How did, how did you go back to it, to burlesque? Well, the thing that opened the doors for me was when my grandson said, Grandma, you're cool. Ah! <laughs> and, and then... And, and then I started, in fact, I was doing a show here at Summerland, the Starbright Theater in Vegas, and my grandsons were both in the audience, and so when I was doing a Q&A, uh, uh, and then I introduced them, and one is, uh, uh, Montel is like uh, six feet and, and very buff, he's a, an MMA fighter, and, and my grand, the other grandson, the 12-year-old, he's an actor. Mm -hmm. And so he had a suit on, a, you know, dressed to the nines, and I introduced it. And I thought, you know, they were going to just wave their arm, but the two of them came up and they started walking up the aisle uh, to come on stage with me. And, and I said to the people, it was an audience of seniors, and I said, oh, what I forgot to tell you, I said, is they're twins. It <laughs> 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 Mace is just a little guy, you know, so it was hilarious, but... But they came up on on uh, on stage, and I had a, a little little mace does a funny funny thing. Uh, I give a little uh, uh, a class, not a class, just a a taste of uh, burlesque. I say uh, an apple on one side, an orange on the other side, and a coffee bean in the middle. Uh, so on the right side, yeah, you know what I'm doing, what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah, yeah, hit the apple. apple hit, hit the, the orange, orange, grind the coffee. And little Mace did that on stage. I said, oh, you got to be careful with that. You know, <laughs> but it's so because And then Mace did a, 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 an improv thing, and he did uh, oh, the guy, the, uh, oh, my God, the guy with the, the little trunks with the striped, Shorts and <laughs> with the curly, curly hair. He's a, a fitness guru. A fitness so guru. He's a fitness guru. I can't think of his name, but his mom was a stripper in New Orleans on Bourbon Street. <laughs> and he's a famous name. Everybody knows him. They laugh, you know, but 
uh, oh God, I can't think of his name. Oh God. But anyhow, uh, Little Mace did a, a an improv thing, and he used him as a, and it was so hilarious. And he did that: hit the apple, hit the orange, and grind the coffee. <laughs> oh God. Oh, you're funny. You shocked me. You you know, <laughs> you know so much. Oh, I can't wait to see you in Vegas. Bambi, I'm your big. I'm like one of your biggest fans. I love you so much. You're just like. Oh. And it's uh, and uh, <clears throat> I don't only love you for the performer that you were. Um, of course, you were amazing and uh, so beautiful. Uh, but I love you for the woman that you are today as well. And thank you. And thank you. I mean, yeah, I'm, you. I'm so, <laughs> so proud of the people that we, who's, who, you know, who we handed the torch to, especially like Bambi the mermaid. Yeah. I call I call her my illegitimate sea urgent. Sea urchin child. She's she's amazing, and Joe Boobs is so amazing. I mean, it's it's incredible. It's just incredible. But I mean, the and reason that we are all here as performers is because of you, girls, that created uh, all this you, and that are you. still today and, such an inspiration yeah, you know, for us. I was talking to Tempest the other day. Mm -hmm. We went to a party, and uh, I was talking to Tempest, and uh, I'm I'm so excited about burlesque. And she, I, she said, when did you start? I said, 1949. She started, I think, in 51 or 52. I said, oh, geez, I, well, I was around longer than you, honey broad. <laughs> but, but, gee, I love her. Tempest. I, oh, man. I, I would love to have a, like a little sitcom with her talking about the past. A couple of the other, other broads, uh, April and... Well, we just need to make it happen. We just need to make it happen. I said, wouldn't that be exciting to have these show people, the burlesque people whose lives were touched by burlesque to be here? You oh. know, just to, I mean, it would be so funny. But, uh, you know, well, okay, I'm going to pray a lot. For <laughs> it's going to happen. It's going to happen. All right. Yes. Another thing that I want to talk about, it's your... Uh, your um, the presence of burlesque in your life right now because I have seen that you give classes of burlesque and sort of uh, you do little shows to elder people <laughs> and you teach them how to tussle twirl and to use a bow and everything but especially what I find what I found really amazing is, to, is that you do it in community centers right yeah and I get the, and I bring a bunch of bowers and the women get up And then they would take the boa, and, and they were, the, the, you know, they'd say, well, that one's mine. No, I want the white one. No, I want the red one. <laughs> and I'd say, ladies, ladies, and these are seniors. But I would say, I would give them permission to let out that cougar, you know, <laughs> that tiger in them, and, and everyone heard their own drum. And, you know, I did that at a, a, a assisted living place, mm -hmm. and uh, uh, an air... And these women got up to dance, and after the show, I talked to the, the boss lady, and she said, she said, Bambi, she said, would you believe those women that got up? She says, they're all from the, uh, uh, um, oh, what's that, just before Alzheimer's, they, they, they get, they go into a dementia. <laughs> okay. She, she said, she said, they were from the dementia ward. <gasps> I said, wow, maybe we're on to something. So a few weeks later, I was in New Orleans I, uh, at the burlesque convention. I turn on the, the uh, TV, and there were doctors there talking about uh, music that they wanted everybody 
that had the, those earphones, the, the, the music. Yeah. To, they, they said, send them in to us, even if they need repairs, because we want everybody with dementia or, or uh, 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 whatever that other disease is uh, to have that music because that brings them back <sighs> to happy times. Yeah. So I thought, but, oh, my God, music, that is something. You yeah. Know, they hear the stripper. They hear a hard-hearted Hannah. They, they hear all this uh, sexy music, and they come to life. Yeah. So in, so the audience, in the audiences back in the days, would you have women as well? Mostly couples. Couples. Because we, we worked in, in supper clubs, uh, uh, dinner clubs. Yeah. And they had the shows, and it was mostly couples. Amazing. That would come in and see a show. So men, of yeah. course, they wanted to see the sexy ladies and the women would come to see the costumes and the comedians and so on, right? Yeah, well, they'd have dinner and then, and then when if the, if the, the man got a little aroused, yeah. you know, when he got home, she, took, she got the benefits. <laughs> His wife got the benefits you know, of the hard work of the stripper who probably went home to Freddie Kilowatt. <laughs> <laughs> one more... One more, one more thing, because I want to know all of these uh, <laughs> just little details of your life. So I know that uh, probably you had so many fans. Did you have anyone quite famous that you met or has this been part of your, uh, you know, of your life? And for example, I've heard that Satan's angels have received a diamond ring from Elvis Presley and so on. I'm sure that you have some stories like that, too. Yeah, but but you know what the thing, I mean, the thing with me is, I have a uh, a deep seated respect thing going on. Yeah, and 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 it's like when uh, when uh, uh, Blaze uh, did the movie, or you know, they wrote yes. the movie and, and and about oh uh, uh, Earl Uncle Earl Long, mm -hmm. the governor of of New Orleans, and in the movie, it showed where Paul Newman uh, was, you know, jumped in bed with her uh, with his boots on, and, there was, and, and I cringed with that because I thought, he's got grandkids. Yeah. You know, there's a, a legacy, there are people. It, it's just like when they say, oh, oh, tell us stories about this club and that club, about the mafia, and, 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 and he said, it's okay, they're all dead. No. They have relatives. They have sons and grandkids and mm. people that, the legacy. So I don't like to, uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll keep that secret. I hope you're going to write a chapter, a secret chapter of your next book that someone is going to lock for 50 years. But in 50 years, we're going to open it. And inside there, they're going to be all of your secrets. <laughs> well, you know what? You have just inspired me to the point where, yes, I think I should start. Oh, my God. My book. Send me the yeah. key of that locker, please. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. You inspired me, Lada. Oh, you, you really inspire us. Me. <gasps> no, so, thank but, you. <laughs> and what was the craziest present a fan has given to you? The craziest present. Yeah, were you oh receiving crazy? Like to, nowadays, what is a little bit sad is that uh, the burlesque performers, we are not such like big 
stars and divas anymore. We have our, our shows and of course our big moments as well. But I think men have changed a lot. I don't receive many presents. Yeah. A few flowers here and there, yeah. little things, but not as many. But I'm so amazed to hear the stories of you burlesque performers of the 50s and the 60s where still the fans and men would offer you so many dreamy presents. Did you have any yeah. special one? I'll have to think about that. But I remember when the college boys, when I worked, like, say, the Casino Theater in uh, in Boston so many years ago, and uh, a lot of the, the, the young men used to have to do pledges, you know, from their, fr their uh, uh, fraternities. Mm -hmm. And most of them would want G-strings from the strippers. <laughs> or a pasty. They used to come to the theater and, and try to get backstage to get those little mementos that they'd have to bring back to their to, 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 to their fraternity <laughs> to brag. But strippers were very, you know, oh, one young man that used to make uh, um, rings out of $100 bills. Oh. You know, that was... That ah, was nice. nice. And Yeah, and then one time I was working in, in Maine, and the young man owned a whole uh, a big department store and took me there uh, after my shows, and I could go through and take anything I wanted, you know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God, yeah. that's a dream. <gasps> yeah, and I had a young man up from Maine that uh, multi-millionaire wanted to give me my own post office. You know, <laughs> I said, no, no, thank you. I'm, that's too federal for me. <laughs> too you know, federal it, for me. <laughs> yeah, too, too federal. But uh, some of the things, uh, I'm going to have to think about that. That's an interesting, a good question. I love... There were so many crazy, you know, a lot of trips, you know. Uh, Bob Hope used to go around trying to get the girls to fly out to his place in California to visit him. Yeah, I, I tell the girls, I said, well, make sure you say hi to Dolores, his wife, while you're out there. <laughs> but, oh, my God, yeah, a lot of, lot of stuff. I mean, men were... Vegas, yeah, men were maybe cheating so much back in the days, but still, they were full of passion as well. It was different. Nowadays, pfft, I don't even know what to do with the boys nowadays. It's oh, boring. Yeah, well, I'm so glad that I lived when I did, you yeah. know, because ev everything is so di different now. And even the diseases are different. I said, oh, my God, you just <laughs> kiss somebody today and your face falls off. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm like, I'm here. Anyhow, let's go back to beautiful things. Uh, one thing yeah. that I really love to ask to the burlesque legends is what would be your advice to the burlesque performers that are performing now, to the newbies, to us girls that are just starting? Or, I mean, we, will ne we are never going to be as good as you, but you can give us a few advices so maybe we can improve a few things. Well, like the old song, to get a gimmick. Yeah. Get a gimmick. And, and something, like, something that will get you publicity, you know? So, so get a gimmick. Like, what's popular in uh, where you live? Well that's, well, that's the problem, is that nowadays things that are popular are so trashy, like these, I don't know, Kim Kardashians or whatever, or the reality shows. Like, there's not something that it's popular, that it's worth even giving, you know, spending time on talking or doing an act about it. But as I say, is it, is it automobiles, cars? Maybe speeding, whatever you know. Then get a costume that that's sexy, 
that looks around that and then use the name. You see, like we had the cat girl here. Her name was Lily Christine, but as the cat girl. Mm -hmm. So if you had, like, say, uh, Joe Blow was, a, 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 a say, a swimmer or a gymnast, Mm -hmm. Then you could change the name Joey, Blowy, whatever, but, <laughs> but get a costume similar to that and work on a, a, the, the funny, sexy side of that, whatever the sport is. <gasps> you know, that would, like, when back in the day, there was a, the musical uh, would get me to the church on time. I thought, oh, wow, that's good. I'm a pregnant bride. <laughs> and then I took the, the, the ball that I had, and then played uh, basketball with the audience, throw the ball to the, the audience participation. You know, and if you can't do that, you, you know, uh, but, but audience participation when possible. But the other thing is something that uh, is popular now. Great. You know, it's, it's, yeah, and it's something that the newspapers would like to write about. <laughs> you know, funny little funny stuff. So let's go back to the question that uh, uh, you started answering to and then I interrupted you. But again, in three little words, what is burlesque for you? It's my world. <gasps> and, and like I say, welcome to my world. <laughs> That's, it's my world. It's your world. It's it has been your life. It's everything. It's, it's everything. everything. It's true. Oh, baby, I'm going to cry now. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Oh. Because, you know, it brought me to so many places and so many things like, you know, who would think I would be sitting in Annapolis and in Boston and, <laughs> you know, and, and be able to handle it. That's the whole thing, to be tongue-in-cheek all the way. <laughs> and who would have thought... Back in 1949, that still in 2016, you would get interviews and fans from Germany, from a German radio station calling you and wanting to know all about you. <laughs> that, that's why I say it's so totally amazing. You know, when I met all the big, Frank Sinatra came after me. What? Uh, you didn't say, oh, now, yeah, we, yeah. <laughs> now, we need to, now we need to make this interview a little bit longer. Tell me about this. <laughs> Uh, he well, it was not when he was on top of the heat, but he came into uh, El Paso, Texas. He was doing a show. We met at a radio station. He used to do a lot of interviews, <laughs> and uh, and my agent was the, the guy that used to produce big shows, and so they had, we were in, being interviewed and uh, asking asking Frank a bunch of questions, and then Frank had to go to his place where he was going to be appearing in this huge stadium or this huge uh, uh, auditorium. And he sent his people to me in the audience. And I was the biggest star myself in that area with the burlesque in the clubs. And uh, he, they wanted, he wanted me to come to his dressing room. Now, there's an orchestra on stage, and most of the people there knew me. This was El Paso, and I was working in Juarez. And uh, I said, no, I'm not going to go there. That's embarrassing. You know, people are going to see me and say, oh, there's another uh, mark on, the, on the, the bedpost. You know, the, the orchestra is on stage. And so, no, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> But one of the questions we did ask him, 
was was it true about Wheaties? Back then he was saying that Wheaties was what gave him his energy <laughs> when he was dating Kim Novak. Yeah, so uh, we, we were asking him embarrassing questions. And right after that, he got the movie part and he became a superstar again, again. But... <sighs> But we used to meet all of the, the all of the the stars when I worked in Miami Beach. Um, Milton Berle used to hang out in the place. Uh, 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 Jimmy Durante, uh, people. I, I I even worked with with a, a couple of the the legendary fighters that were comics, MCs, uh, <laughs> Max Baer and and Maxie Rosenblum, Slapsy Maxie Rosenblum were doing an act. I mean, burlesque is just, it's, a, it's amazing, amazing, amazing. <laughs> All right, I need to ask... You never know who you're going to meet or who you're going to work with. Right well, now, talking I'm about this, talking about this, you never know who you're going to meet. Okay, if you don't want this to go on the radio, we're going to cut it. But I have heard that you had a few things going on with the mob. Is that true? Have you been that wild, <laughs> Bambi? Here we go. There we go. <laughs> Honey, you know, anybody that worked in nightclubs <laughs> in the 50s and maybe a little bit in the 60s has dealt with them. <laughs> because, because when they threw burlesque out of New York City, yeah. when Mayor LaGuardia kicked them out, yeah. they went to New Jersey. They went into nightclubs, supper clubs, theater clubs, and that's who owned most of the clubs. <laughs> So anyone that tells you different, they're lying because, you know, we all know the, the, the legends, the people, and uh, in a lot of places it still exists, you know, but that's why when somebody says, well, talk about it, no, because they have, you know, their relatives, it's, Yeah. It's, it's called family for a reason. <laughs> And, well, you're Italian, I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> so back in the days, back in the days, uh -huh. were they like uh, sort of charming gentlemen, at least toward the ladies? I mean, would they... <laughs> did you have a fling for they them? They were wonderful. Sort of? Yeah? <laughs> they were wonderful. And, and guess what? When they ran Vegas, when they were in Vegas... It was wonderful. And people that live here will tell you that. Yeah. They were wonderful. They were the best. Everybody stayed in line. You didn't have what you got going on now. It was the best. It was the best. Ask Oscar Goodman, our ex-mayor. Oh, my God. He was the attorney for them, for the mob. You knew that, right? Oh, my God. No, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. I've got Oscar's book. Yeah, he was a, he was a lawyer for the mob. And they loved him so much. Now his wife is the mayor. Oh, my God. Miss, Mrs. Goodman. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, baby. Was, yep. We, We miss them. But when I meet you in person, I'll tell you a personal yes. story. Yes. <laughs> so we can end this interview here because we are going to meet in less than a week in Las Vegas. And we, I love you. Uh, and I'm going to watch you walk in that walk of fame. <laughs> and you're I, going I to watch me perform. So finally, we're going to meet yes. and exchange our big emotions and exchange our love for burlesque. And I hope yes. to be able to keep the legacy alive to keep burlesque alive and I hope you'll be proud of me <laughs> and I'm anxious to, to, to uh, uh, interview you as to how you became interested <laughs>
in burlesque. So there we go. Fantastic. <laughs> we will talk about all that very, very yeah. soon. And I have to send you a really, really big kiss, Bambi Jones. Thank you so much for accepting to be on Burlesque on Air. For our listeners, don't forget that you can uh, buy the book that uh, Bambi Jones has written, My Journey Burlesque, The Way It Was. I guess they can get it on Amazon and uh, they can get the link on your website, burlesquebambi.com. Perfect. Yeah. And you can get all the informations there. And please, dear audience, don't hesitate to Google uh, the legends that we are interviewing to get to know even more about them, especially go on YouTube and watch them perform and watch even the performance that are uh, doing at their age now in 2000. Uh, <laughs> yes, in 2012, when Bambi Jones was on stage of the Burlesque Hall of Fame and uh, just be inspired by them as much as I am. I hope that I have been able to transmit to you this inspiration and uh, this love for the burlesque and especially for the burlesque legends so dear listeners we are going to have another rendezvous next month but for now we have to say goodbye and goodbye Bambi Jones thank you so much again and breast wishes breast wishes, <laughs> breast wishes. <laughs> I bye I love you so much bye thank bye. you thank see you thank you see you in Viva Las Vegas yes Viva Viva Las Vegas <laughs> yay <laughs> bye Six. Wow, thank you. Thank you, Lada Redstar, and thank you, Bambi Jones, for this amazing interview. For me, that was surely one of the funniest interviews ever here on Burlesque on Air. Amazing, so funny, all these stories. Dear listeners, I hope you enjoyed this interview as much as we did. And unfortunately, this episode ends here, but there is going to be a next one, of course, and it's aired on the 6th of July, 8 p.m. on Alex Radio Berlin. Responsible for this show is me, Susan. And if you want to listen to this episode again, we have a podcast. We are on iTunes and on TuneIn. Just search there for Burlesque on Air. And you can find us on Facebook on facebook.com slash burlesqueonair. And last but not least, we have a webpage www.burlesqueonair.com with all imaginable links related to this show. So have a look. And on the next episode, Lada Redstar will tell us all about the Burlesque Hall of Fame weekend that took place in Las Vegas in the beginning of June, where she met the Burlesque legends in person. And of course, she will tell us all about the amazing shows there and what went on behind the curtains. Of course, Lada Redstar knows. So, until next time, bye!